Team, happy Wednesday. Good evening. I hope you're all absolutely fantastic. Uh, you come, I come to you, rather, from Mallorca this evening, which is wonderful, on my holidays. Um, it's hot, it's sunny. So this call is going to be relatively short and sharp. Those who are on Adventure Readiness, I've got a recorded call for you to catch up on, which I'll post in the group later on this evening. And those who are on Mountain Athlete Program, you're going to have something specific in your WhatsApp. Just a few things to consider um, based on your feedback and previous conversations that we've had. So there's going to be other things that we need to be thinking about. This evening, I want to recap on a few key areas that we all kind of need to be developing and we need to be working on with a more of a focus on nutrition. Now, looking at everybody's feedback forms from both sides of coaching here, there's clearly a necessity for either re-going over some of the nutrition stuff that we've been going on or an introduction to. So I want to, I want to run everyone through the six areas that I think people really need to be working on. And funnily enough, they're not all nutrition. Because here's the thing. When we think of dialing in nutrition, a lot of people think of weight loss. When we think of dialing in on nutrition, a lot of people think of, you know, maybe focusing on protein, maybe going low carb, maybe, you know, insert diet bias here, maybe looking at supplements, da, 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 getting some vegetables, five a day, all that sort of good stuff. But when it comes to manipulating nutrition for the outcome that you want, whether you want one of these three and outside clinical conditions, you will fit into one of these three camps. You either want weight loss, you either want sporting performance, or you generally want to live a healthier life without losing or gaining weight. Now, you're going to fit in one of those three camps unless you have some sort of specific clinical condition uh, or situation, rather. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're looking at these six things and utilizing those and adapting what we can every single day to make progress on this. Now, I am fast becoming the guy who bangs the drum of the belly basic stuff over and over and over and over again, because funnily enough, when it comes to health and fitness, going against what every single person seems to say on Instagram ever, it's not this overcomplicated dark art that you all need to master. It's doing the basic stuff consistently over and over and over again. Why do I know that's true? Because I've done it, because I've had clients who've done it in the past. Everybody who I have ever worked with has done these, has nailed them, and has, has, has had success. Because funnily enough, A, you can't argue with the science behind it, and B, this is what works. So this is what we're going to go through. Now, sorry, quick look of messages to make sure that somebody can join but can't join. I told you we might have some IT issues. Stand by. There we go. Right. Sorry, we've got people joining and lost in the Zoom ether. So when it comes to these six things, what are they? Well, first and foremost, if we're looking at tidying up our diet and nutrition, we need to first and foremost understand what it is that we need to do in terms of calorie or energy balance. Now, before people start rolling their eyes about calories in, calories out, because that has definitely been overused very much on the internet, we need to understand what we're talking about here. Remove the word calories, insert the word energy. Everything that you eat, all the food that you eat is energy. Everything that you expend, whether you're running on the beach, whether you're exercising, push-ups, whether you're just taking the stairs instead of the elevator, is energy out. Now, when you understand or you can start to conceptualize the amount of energy in versus the amount of energy out, then we can start to understand where our body weight is going. Because markers for health usually are centered around body weight because pretty much every um, all-cause all mortality issue, i.e. obesity and various um, um, health-related diseases, are usually stemmed to weight gain. 
obsessive or obsessive excessive sorry weight gain now in order to deal with that we need to understand what energy balance is now what on earth does that mean ben well the thing is look we know that if we eat too much we're going to start putting on weight okay we know that if we eat less then we'll probably start losing weight now we can help or hinder that process by exercising or not exercising here's the key thing that i really want to hammer home in this particular point exercise should not be in order to just burn calories to lose weight don't go running just so that you're burning calories just so that you're making yourself in more of an energy deficit just so you can lose body fat because if you don't enjoy running once you've hit that body weight that you want to hit you're going to stop running if you stop running if that's the only thing that was making that energy balance sorry that calorie deficit come into action then guess what's going to happen the weight is going to creep back up again because you're forcing you to do something you don't want to do so here's the kicker ignore entirely what your watches i'm not wearing my phone what your watches say and what your phones say and fitbits and apple watches and stuff say for the calories burned during exercise not only are they massively 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 inaccurate but in addition to that they're, they're destroying your attitude to exercise and food if you want to deal with weight loss let's deal with that in the kitchen but if you want to do with exercise first and foremost exercise something that you want to do for fun if basketball is your thing go nuts and do basketball if mountain biking is your thing, get on two wheels and have some fun. If running is your thing, go run. Go do things that you want to enjoy because you have to be passionate about doing something. We as human beings are designed to be passionate about stuff. So go and find something you enjoy. Don't exercise for the sake of turning up and being tired every day. There's no point. There is no point. The reason I say there is no point is because at a, at a certain point in time, your motivation for turning up and getting tired before you go home, that's going to wane. And you need to understand why it is that you're doing what it is that you do. Now, I love running, but I love running in mountains. I'm not particularly fussed about running on flat stuff. So if I have to keep running on flat stuff, I'm going to get bored. If I can get away and go run in mountains, I'm good to go. I love cycling. If I'm going to be road cycling, mountain biking, whatever biking, then Sorry about the motorcycle, if you can hear that in the background. That's all it goes. People like riding like blenders on wheels around here. Now, you know, find something you're passionate about. Because if you like doing those things, you need to get out and go and do it. And the whole point of exercise is to put you into a position where you are becoming a stronger, happier, and more confident version of yourself. You are generating fitness. You are generating strength. Nobody here has yet mentioned calories. Now, let's look at the science of it. It doesn't mean that we're never, ever going to burn calories doing exercise. And that's great. What I'm saying is just don't count them. Why? Because if you're already in an energy deficit, in a, in a deficit of calories, you're eating less than you're moving or eating less than you're burning, sorry, and that's already managed, then the planned exercise that you do, which, by the way, is only going to be 5% of your daily energy expenditure, then you're adding that 5% on anyway, aren't you? So if you're, let's say, um, let's say your base level of calories is 2,000 a day, right? And you put yourself in a calorie deficit of 200 calories and put yourself down to 800 calories. Yes, slowly but surely you will start to lose weight because that is science. You're not an anomaly to science. And let's say you do 45 minutes of exercise per day. You know, in that 45 minutes of exercise today, you might, you might burn anywhere between 100 and 600 calories. Doesn't really matter, but it doesn't really, it depends on the sport modality. Now, you might burn 600, but you might burn 100 or anything in between. Well, if you're already in a 200-calorie deficit because you're eating 1,800 calories instead of 2,000, then that exercise bit, that's going to be adding to it. 
which is amazing. Not many people here, in fact, nobody here is going to be going out and running or exercising multiple hours per day, like an Ironman triathlete training 15 hours per week. Nobody's doing that. So nobody here really needs to be paying attention to the calories burnt during exercise and then you know, repaying those calories back in. You just don't need to. You do not need to. For anyone here who's exercising less than an hour and a half in one solid chunk, you don't need to feed during that exercise period. You just eat something beforehand, you eat something before and after, which we'll come on to later. Now, when we look at our energy balance, we need to understand, we need to conceptualize calories. Why? Because calories are a numerical representation of what makes up the food that we eat, so we understand it. Much like centimeters, kilometers, meters, all these sort of things make up the distance that we drive in the car, so we understand how much fuel we've got in the car and how far that goes, you need to understand calories so that you can get an idea of, okay, if I go to Domino's, and it says on the menu, 2000 calories, am I going over or am I staying under my particular target for that day? Bearing in mind that targets are indeed a ballpark figure, but we know what's stupid when it comes to going over or going under. You know, If you've got a ballpark figure of 2000, you're not gonna say that 4000 calories comes within that 2000 ballpark figure, are you? So we need to be able to make sure that we can conceptualize that. Whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that restaurants nowadays are listing calories, it does make it easier to be able to conceptualize and see what it is that we're eating. Going to Nando's, having a feast, love a Nando's, love a feast, good chicken. Then you want to be able to conceptualize that and be like, oh, actually, you know, if I have all of these sides and these other bits and pieces, then potentially that's going to be a 2000 calorie meal. Therefore, I need to be making either allowances for that later in the day or bearing that in mind over the week as a whole. So number one is making sure that we understand energy balance as a whole. Now, for those who are on Mags um, Nathic program, we've already gone through that on Nutrition 101. For those who are catching up with Adventure Readiness, you're going to have that workshop to work through this evening. And that's going to show you exactly what you need to know about that. But the thing is, if we're dialing in the amount that we're eating first, what do we think number two is going to be? Well, if we're looking at quantity, let's look at quality. So point two of my made up six in the world, according to Ben, is protein. Now, I'm going to be careful with saying protein because every PT coach for Panidia in the world says protein, this protein, that protein, this protein, that. If you're not having a meal with that protein, there's no point in you having that meal. And that's done. That doesn't work. However, protein is super important. You do not need to have it in every single meal. You can go and enjoy some Padron peppers like I've been eating my body weight in this week or an almond croissant. And that doesn't have any protein in it. And that's fine. However, what does protein do? Remember those three things I said, you're going to fall into one of those camps outside of clinical conditions, weight loss, sports performance, generally healthy eating within a energy maintaining state. All three of those are going to require protein. Why? Now, weight loss, let's start with that. Well, protein is satiating. So it's going to help you feel more full for longer. The higher the protein in that particular meal, the more full you will feel because it's emptying the stomach a lot slower than carbohydrates. Let's say you have a bowl of cereal or a bowl of porridge or something. You, know, you eat that, an hour and a half later, you're hungry. Why? Because it's emptied the stomach really, really quickly, going to the digestive system, empty stomach, sends the hunger hormone ghrelin, signal to the brain to say, I'm hungry, look for snacks. And that means you think it makes you feel hungry, makes you look for more food. If you have a high protein, moderately high-ish fat um, meal or high fiber meal, it's a lot more satiating because it sits in the stomach a lot longer, takes a bit longer to get to the um, rest of the digestive system, and therefore takes a lot longer for ghrelin, the hunger hormone, to signal to the brain that we are hungry again. So having higher protein means that you're technically eating less because you just don't feel as, as, as hungry. 
Number two with protein is when you're losing weight, you don't want to lose muscle mass because you want to be losing body fat. It's not weight loss, it's fat loss. That's what's making us unhappy. It's, it's generally the body fat that we're carrying usually. Is our value dictated by the number on the scale? No, it's not. That's just our relationship with, with gravity. Weight loss is as fickle as going to the toilet or not going to the toilet and weighing yourself before and after. It's not weight loss that's bothering us. It's the fact that society puts pressure on us to put our value and the weight of our value into, the, into our relationship with gravity and what it says in the scales. For a lot of us, it's actually body fat loss, i.e. maybe we're just not satisfied with an element of ourselves. Again, that could be a social pressure or it could be your own damn um, opinion of yourself or your own worldview. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. What matters is it's something that bothers you enough to get to action and we can then manage your expectation, manage your mindset and manage your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your view of the outcome as you go along that longer term. Now, if we're losing body fat, we don't want to be losing body muscle because if we're starting to lose muscle, then we're breaking down more weight by just losing more of our capability of that strong, adventurous machine. Now, having high protein means that we are maintaining that muscle mass. I'm going to dispel anything here to anyone who believes this still, and I really hope there's no one here that does. Eating high protein doesn't make you bulky. Eating high protein will not all of a sudden turn you jacked. If it did, everybody would be jacked because... If we try and eat high protein and we get absolutely mega jacked, what an easy way to get strong and muscular that would be. But that's not the case. That doesn't happen. It's not like you can think yourself absolutely mega jacked and muscular. You can't think yourself thin. You have to do something to stimulate that muscle growth by doing the exercise or whatever it is that you're doing to build the muscle in those particular areas across the body. What protein does is it makes sure that we have on tap what is exactly required for the regrowth for the recovery of those muscles so that we can then build some lean muscle mass so that we can then get leanness that we can then um, become stronger more capable more confident along the way by having protein on a weight loss phase then we are maintaining the muscle mass that we've got so therefore we are maintaining the capability of our body throughout let's look at the other side of the camp well sports performance clearly if we're building muscle and building capability we're going to need protein for recovery right so we're going to need slightly higher protein but what about weight maintenance well, if we're weight maintenance and we're just trying to generally be more healthy, well, protein is key for our immune system. Every single cell in the human body is a receptor of protein. It's good for our hair growth. It's good for our skin quality. It's good for our mindset. It's good for everything. We're going to need it along the way. So again, yes, we might need a little bit less than, say, the sports performance realm. But if we're all aiming for somewhere between 1.5 and maybe 1.8 grams per kilo of body weight. So if you weigh 85 kilos like I do, you times it by 1.5. Um, or I would times it by 1.8 to get the range. And then that would be my grams per day requirement of protein. And again, having the conceptualization of calories and what that means of grams and stuff, you understand that if I eat a chicken breast, well, I understand that that's going to be, you know, 30 or 40 grams, depending on the size of the chicken breast of protein. We start to understand what makes up the food we eat. We don't need to obsess over, over calories. We don't need to track everything to the nth degree. What we do need to do is we need to make sure that we understand what's going into it. Otherwise, you're blindly filling up the car with petrol or diesel to a point where it's sell it, telling you the numbers here. You don't know what it says. And then you're going in expecting to pay, but you don't know how much to pay. So we, we're kind of guess, guessing, aren't we, when we go to the petrol station? Whereas if we understand calories, we understand grams, then we're getting a bit more of a conceptualization here. Now, protein is super important. That's why it's number two in this list, because it's good for all three of those aspects of nutritional manipulation that we're all trying to do here. Now, as we progress through this, we need to understand, well, if we're looking at the amount that we eat, quality, quality, 
sorry, quantity. And then we're looking at the quality of it. So we're looking at the high protein. But what's next? Drum roll, please, for the insultingly simple thing that you've all heard of, but not many people really, really do. Getting your five a day, five fruits and vegetables every single day. Brilliant. Well done, Ben. Thanks so much for that. I'm glad I tuned in while you're on your holiday. The thing is, it works. Why does it work? Well, for those who are on the readiness challenge, your challenge this week was to eat 35 different plants this week. What have you found? Do you feel better? Do you think more clearly? Do you feel a bit more virtuous about what you're eating? Do you feel like your appetite's a little bit more under control? Have you found it difficult to eat all those plants? What you're doing is you're eating more fiber. Eating fruits and vegetables is one of the dumbest and simplest things that we all pass off because we're always looking for convenience. It's not a fuel shake. It's not a meal replacement. It's not a protein shake. It's not a pro re meal replacement bar. It's not anything like that. You're just eating fruits and vegetables in any way, shape or form. You know, whether you are going to Tesco's and getting the three for two, uh, three for two offer, whether you're going to get a mixed fruit salad, a mixed box of salad, insert whatever it is in here. If you're a culinary genius and you're cooking up delicious things in the kitchen, brilliant. But eating five fruits and vegetables minimum per day, that's going to be helping you because Getting fiber into your diet helps your gut microbiota. So everything that's in here, you've got trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of systems, ecosystems of bacteria in your gut. The more fiber, the more plants you eat, not this plant, the more plants that you eat, the more fiber you're ingesting. The more fiber you're ingesting, the more it's breaking down in the gut, testing that microbiota uh, bacteria, becoming stronger, becoming more resilient, making sure that you are more resilient against illness, making sure that you're feeling healthier, making sure your digestive system is healthier, making sure going to the toilet is easier, making sure that all these things are helping you for optimal health. Getting more fiber into your diet is one of the simplest and easiest ways to improve your relationship with food, to improve your overall nutrition, and to improve every single one of your health markers on paper without really having to lift a finger. Here's an even easier way. Go to Tesco's or wherever it is you go shopping, not sponsored by Tesco's. Go to the tin aisle and get a tin of like mixed five beans. You know, they're like the ones that come in like brine or vinaigrette or whatever it comes in nowadays. Drain it, chuck that on your dinner every single day. You're getting fiber, you're getting beans, you're getting legumes. You're getting um, soluble fiber that's breaking down the gut, doing really, really good things for everything from here south and making you a healthier version of yourself. That's why it's number three. Why? Because it's freaking easy. It's easy to implement. If you, if you are not a chef and you don't know what you're doing in a kitchen, get a tin of beans, those mixed beans, drain them in a colander, put them on your dinner, and you've done. Get a box of mixed salads, get a box of mixed fruit, eat that every day. You know, build that into your diet. If you don't know how to make vegetable stuff, then hit me up with the vegetables that you've got in your fridge and I'll give you a recipe for them because that's what I do. When it comes to improving your health, that is a super simple way for everybody to be started. What blows my mind is that more people don't do this. What annoys me is that the five a day thing, I think kind of gets a little bit overused and it becomes a little bit cliche, doesn't it? Because it's on the eat well plate and the eat well plate is hugely flawed, by the way, and it's not helping us. That's why that's number three. Now, number four is the last thing really about, about uh, nutrition, and that's hydration. That's getting water and drinking two to three liters minimum every day. Two liters minimum. Three liters is ideal every day. Could that come from coffee? Could that come from tea? Yes, of course it can. Does the majority come from water? Yes, it has to. You can have your morning coffee. You can have your evening tea. You can have all this, all this stuff, whatever you want. 
in between, but ensuring that the majority of that comes from water is going to help. Not only is it going to help your clarity of thought, it's going to help you feel more energetic and more that you can concentrate at work. It's going to help your mood. It's going to help your skin complexion. It's going to help your hair growth. It's going to help you feel healthier. It's going to help the quality of your sleep. Hydration, again, simple, seems dumb, sounds too simple, sounds too good to be true, but it is one of the simplest things that you can do to uh, influence your health across all three of those different areas. Remember, sports, performance, weight loss, and generally help, feeling healthy. It's not all about weight manipulation here. It's about generally making us try to feel as best as we can. Two, three liters of water per day, every single person here needs to be doing. If you're not doing it, do it. Try it tomorrow, prove me wrong, because you won't. This is where we need to go. We need to make sure that we are abiding by these. And those four things, those are the ones that are centered around nutrition, making sure we're eating enough. If you don't know, revisit the nutrition um, uh, workshop that I'm going to be putting into the readiness group tonight. And I'll be prompting everybody with the podcast and stuff later on. In addition to that, you want to make sure you get enough protein. You want to make sure you get your five a day. You want to make sure you're drinking two, three liters of water per day. Four of the six nutrition related. But what are the other two? Number one, oh, sorry, number five, I should say, exercise. Like I've said before, find a method of exercise that you enjoy and then go and do it and try and do that or something related to that every day, every day, seven days a week. Do I need a rest day? No, you don't need a rest day. Unless you're training really freaking hard all the time, you don't need a rest day because here's why. You'll have one day a week where you're doing that modality of training or that modality of exercise, adventure, insert thing, whatever here, and you're going to do it easier. If you're on the readiness challenge, that's the reason I say get out on an adventure every Saturday to go do something. Take three or four hours out to do something because most of you are going to be hiking or walking or do, you know, doing something maybe. And because it's for a long duration, you're going to be doing it for a relatively easy intensity and duration and, and frequency. So therefore, it becomes steadier. It becomes, quote unquote, active recovery. You are maintaining momentum, crossing days off the calendar and seeing tons and tons and tons of crosses of your consistency. Doing something you enjoy has to be key here because you will not be consistent for things you don't enjoy. If you're forcing yourself to do a certain modality of training, stop doing it. Or see the perspective of what it is that modality of training is. So let's say you're like, oh, Ben, you know, I really hate push-ups, but I've got push-ups in my program. Well, why are the push-ups there? If the push-ups are there because you need to get better on the mountain bike at controlling the bike, if the push-ups are there because you need to build enough body strength so you can put your big pack on your back and go hiking, if the push-ups are there so that you can build enough a body that's then balanced for your running, for example, then clearly there's a reason for it. So therefore, we can do it with the perspective of a reason. But if you're doing something and it generally seems a bit pointless, it doesn't have a reason and it's not enjoyable, you're wasting your time. So find something to do that you enjoy. Doing an exercise of any modality that is going to help you. Making sure that exercise, you know, tests you. You want you don't want it to be too easy. It wants to test you. It wants to get you out of breath. And number six, the last one of all, here's the here's the great one. Here's the one that everyone finds easy to do, or at least finds easy to do when I tell them what it is. And that's sleep. Sleep seven to nine hours, some point in between, every single day, and be consistent with it. Be as consistent as you can with your sleep and wake times. More bias towards your wake times. Get up in the morning every single uh, every single morning at relatively the same time if you can. If you can't, figure out why you can't and then fix that because that's the most important time of your day. The second most important time is the time you go to bed. Less important than when you get up, but as long as you're not going to bed stupidly late and eating into that seven to nine hours per day, uh, per night, sorry, then you're maintaining some sort of consistency. 
do you need to have like eight? Does it need to be the, the golden eight hours? No, not really. I work well off seven hours of sleep. If I have eight, I tend to feel really groggy. If I have nine, I feel amazing, but I just can't have nine hours of sleep per night because I don't have time. But seven works well for me. So you work at, I work off seven. You all know what works well for you. So long as it's not I like 12 or 13, I can see you. Then make sure that you are finding some consistency in that. If you can do all of those six things, I promise you, if you can consistently do that, right, for a minimum 10 weeks, you will have success. You will see progress. Make sure you understand and conceptualize energy in versus energy out. What are you trying to do here? Weight loss, sports performance, maintain um, weight, but live healthier. What are we trying to do here? Ensure we understand that. Up the protein, up the vegetable and plant intake, up the hydration. Do some exercise that you genuinely enjoy because life's too short not to. Sleep well. Those six things are like banging the drum of the simple, simple, simple stuff that the large majority of us just don't do consistently enough. We can nail it for a week, but a week is not six months. You can nail it for a month, but a month is not 12 months. You can nail it for a year, but a year is not 10 years. You have to be able to find your core so that you can root yourself in those six habits. And that applies to every person here, everyone, everyone. Those six things need to be your rock and foundation so that you can nail those every single time. There's so much more we can be doing on that, but that needs to be your foundation. Because when we come into next week and we start talking about the mindset side of life and dealing with all this stuff going on up here, that's the foundation in which all of that is built on. And if that foundation is cracked and fractured because you're not sleeping well, you're treating your body like landfill, you don't know what a plant is, all you're doing is drinking Coke, you're not really exercising because meh, can't really be asked. then guess what? That foundation, that's not going to stand. And everything else that you're building, you could be the most motivated and wired person after one of our calls in the world. But if that foundation doesn't hold, you will crumble. Much like trying to build a house on a broken foundation, we all know what's going to happen. You might be able to get the house up quicker if you don't dig the trenches and fill them with concrete. But if that house versus this house, if that house isn't stuck on, on foundations, what's going to happen? The rain's going to come, the pressure's going to come, the hard times are going to come house crumbles. On this side, you've got the foundations going to root you into the ground. So they're going to help you with weather each of those storms. And storms can be anything. The storms can be everything from you just generally struggling in certain things, going through the peaks and the troughs of life, which we all do. We can be riding a high, feeling fantastic. Nothing's challenging me. I feel great versus everything is challenging me. I feel terrible. And everything in between that spe spectrum. If you can root yourself in those six things, especially when you're on top, especially when you feel down below, you will have success because that is your foundation of health. And all we have when it all boils down to it is how we function as a human being, is our health, and everything will build from there. So there we go. There was a very hot and what a passionate talk, I think, from me this evening on those six very, very basic things. It's a tough job to make these six things sound, you know, sexy and sellable and good. But these are the things that we need to be building on, which a lot of us very seldom do. So my task to you, team, is to write those six things down and do them. It's Wednesday. So you've got Thursday, you've got Friday, you've got Saturday, you've got Sunday until the start of a new week. 
And I invite you to nail each of those six things, nail them, because you know, because you can, you can do this. Nail each of those six things. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. To prove to yourself that you can. And then we'll hit the new week together next week. But I want you to nail each one of those. Whether you're seasoned and have been with me for years, or whether you've only just met me and you're on the readiness challenge, that is your challenge. I don't care where in your progress you are. There's going to be fractures in those six things. Why? Because life throws tests at us. Whether you are absolutely mega threaders and you're super, super busy at work, you can nail those six things. Whether you've got all the time in the world and yet you just feel a little bit demotivated and a little bit lost and meh, you can nail those six things. Whether you feel like, you know, the kids or the dog or the husband or the wife or whatever is getting at you and all these different things are coming at you, you can nail those six things. Whether you're on holiday in Mallorca and you're enjoying some wonderful views and the the moon has just risen over there, you can still nail those six things. You need to root yourself in those six things. I think I've banged that drum enough. That's your challenge, team. You've got four days left in this week. Get it done. And let me know as soon as you have done it at the end of this week. Prove to you and to me, but mostly to yourself, that you can actually do this. There we go, team. I'm going to go and drink a bottle of something bubbly, watch the sunset, over some cliffs over that way. So I will catch you next week. We're going straight back into it from Monday next week. I will be contactable um, over WhatsApp over the coming days, but I will be checking again on Saturday morning and then on Sunday. Um, so if you need me and it's super urgent, get onto social media or get onto the um, uh, communities app and then DM me on there. Just put urgent at the top. Until then, team. Have an awesome, awesome, awesome rest of your week. Do those six things. Prove to yourself that you can do them. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace, team.